Hello and welcome everyone. It's really good to be with you again for another week. And this week, we're going to, Keith's going to take a little bit of a change from speaking on the seven churches, and he's going to get back to that next week again. But um, this week, we're going to focus a little bit on um, our responsibility as Christians. Um, we've had a missionary Sunday in our church this week, and um, it's good to be reminded um, of what our responsibility is as Christians to take God's word into all the world and that is you know the Bible says go into all the world to preach the gospel and that's what our responsibility is there's a couple of little verses in Matthew and they say um, the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest and you know as Christians that's what God wants of us he wants us to be laboring for him serving him and telling others the great news of salvation. And it's our responsibility as Christians to take that word to people who've never heard. It might be across the street, might be in your work, um, it might be across the world, wherever God has for you to go. So um, I'll hand over to Keith now as he brings that missionary challenge to you today. So lovely to be with you. Please say hello where you're from, and we're trusting to be back again with you next week. So thank you. Isn't it so good to um, become aware of what God is doing throughout his world today? It's really exciting, encouraging, and stimulating, I think, for us as Christians to realize God is at work and always has been at work. So we're going to have a quick uh, look um, over history, if you want, and just to look at a few of my favorite um, Christian missionary, missionary characters that really have done incredible things for the Lord. Before that, I want to just bring our attention to this statement of Scripture, which leads us to this place. So Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means it's a definitive statement. If you call on the name of the Lord for salvation, genuinely, then you will not be turned away. You will be saved. He continues on then in verse 14. How then can they call on him they have not believed? And how can they do it? It's impossible to call on someone that you haven't believed in. And how can they believe without hearing about him? See, they need to hear this message about Jesus being the only way to God the Father. They need to hear about the gospel. And how can they hear, Paul continues, without a preacher? Unless there's someone there proclaiming this message, how are these people going to understand? They have to hear it in their language, in their understanding. So a preacher is essential. And then he asks this, this amazing, amazingly difficult question. And how can they preach unless they're sent? And that's where the local church comes in. The local church is called to send out their workers to the ends of this earth to proclaim this message of salvation so people can hear this truth about the gospel, can understand their need of Christ in their own language, and then accept Jesus Christ and birth a New Testament church right there and then. He continues, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Those people who take this message, it seems that Paul's saying here, God really appreciates them, loves them, is encouraged by their stepping out in this way and doing these exploits for him. So people have caught this message over history. One, one who caught it was Hudson Taylor. <clears throat> he was a young man who decided that I need to go to China. I've got to tell the people of China 
this gospel message. I've got to leave my homeland of England, get to China, and live like the people and tell them this message. So he goes there. He dresses like the people. He learns their language. He grows a ponytail. He looks very different from his other English compatriots who have been there for a long time. But he says, I want to connect with the people. I want to get to where the people are at and really declare this message to them. And he begins to do that. And people get saved. People get converted. But Hudson Taylor is not appreciated or accepted by his other co-workers. So he ends up having to part company because he's about this message of the gospel. He's about this proclamation. C.T. Studd was another young man who decided that he felt led by God, that God was calling him to leave his career, to leave his benefits of life, and to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so at the age of 25, he gives up his cricket career as a professional cricketer in England, and he gives up all of his finances He's from an incredibly wealthy background, gave it all up and said, I'm going to trust you, God, to meet every need that I have. I want to see you provide for me. I'm expecting you to meet all my needs. So he goes and he takes the gospel, eventually to Africa, and he shares there. And many people come to know Christ. It was great cost to him. He lost his wife. He lost his family through death. Incredible cost for these people, but they believed this message so much that they wanted to get the gospel to the ends of the earth. Think of people like Amy Carmichael, a young woman who says, I'm going to leave my homeland too, and I want to get take the gospel to these other regions of the world. As a young girl, she always wanted her, her brown eyes to be blue eyes. Oh, if I could have blue eyes, I'd be accepted. It'd be so much better. That's what she always wanted. But God said, no, you've got brown eyes. That's what I want you to have. So she takes the gospel anyway to the nation of India, where she's accepted with brown eyes like everybody else in India. And so she eventually is accepted by the people. She's able to lead these young girls out of prostitution, lead them to Christ, share the gospel with them, see them growing up and establishing the ways of the Lord and develop an amazing ministry there, all because God was directing her, God was leading her. Mary Slessor from Scotland, um, she, she was motivated by God, moved by God to go to the land of Calabar, which is Nigeria. And there she was going to have a, an amazing ministry of leading young women out of slavery, bringing them out of slavery, leading them to Christ, enabling them to have a, a better lifestyle if you want, and then follow the ways of the Lord. And her ministry was so incredibly foundational to their lives. It was amazing. I want to just read one extract that um, uh, mentions about her here. Uh, Slessor labored for nearly a decade before the first native, Ekon, became a Christian. It was 15 years before the first communion service was held. Even then, only seven natives were received into the membership of the church. But her school began to produce young Christian leaders who taught in other mission schools. She attracted new missionaries also, predominantly female, who assumed leadership in mission stations that Slessor had started before moving deeper into the interior. Now catch this, friends in Scotland begged her to return home, suggesting that she had done enough and needed to let others take over. But she gazed into the interior towards vast regions as yet un unentered and saw there the gleam of the divine light leading her on and she turned with a happy sigh to follow it. She was determined to follow God's ways, not listening to people with good intentions. She wanted to follow God's ways. 
One of my favorites is David Brainerd. He takes the gospel to the North American Indians. He dies at the age of 27, a young man, obviously, but they say his body was so worn, so beaten up, if you want, from his, his having to go through all sorts of difficulties with the North American winters to get the gospel to these North American Indians, that he was like a man in his 70s. And so David Brainerd goes there and he shares the gospel. He even preached to a, a drunken Indian one time and God seemed to minister there and others got saved. He he's, faces all sorts of dilemmas and problems but he's determined these North American Indians need the gospel without it. They're lost. So he takes this gospel at the cost of losing his own life as a young man. Um, J Jim Elliott was a, a young man along with four, four of his friends. They go to the Ica Indians in, in South America. And there they begin to attempt to share the gospel. And as they attempt to share the gospel, they're martyred on the very beach where they're sharing this amazing message of salvation in Jesus Christ. But Jim Elliot, he caught the truth of all of this uh, before he was martyred. And he said these words, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose, which was his own life. He's not keeping his life. He's willing to lose his life for the sake of this gospel message. This gospel was so strong, so powerful. This message was so important. He was so convinced by it that he had to give up even his life for the sake of that gospel message. One of my favorites is Stan Deal. Stan Deal was a young Aussie uh, missionary who went to the Yali Cannibals over in Arian Jaya. And as he goes there, he takes his family with him, but he goes there at risk of their lives. He's continually under threat. He's continually had arrows shot at him, but God has protected him. God has used him and he learns the language, he learns the culture, and eventually he shares the gospel with these Yali cannibals. And they come to know Jesus Christ. They used to eat their neighboring tribal peoples. They would capture one and, and, and slaughter him and eat his flesh and drink his blood because they were cannibalistic. And now they're converted and they realize all of that was sin, all of that was wrong, and they're following the ways of Jesus. And then Stan Deal says this to them, we need to take the gospel across the mountain and share it with that neighboring village. And they say, Stan, we can't do that because that's where we took our last victim from. They will kill us. And Stan says, it doesn't matter. We have to take the gospel. He encourages them. He leads them. And eventually they go with him to take the gospel. And if he, he, Stan has learned from these people just a few words in this neighboring language to which he can greet the people. And the words are, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And as he goes into the village, as he goes towards the people, they're met with all sorts of arrows coming at them. And they poison his arrows and they hit Stan and he begins to fall to his knees. And as his as his murderers, as these people who are killing him, come to him, all they can hear him say is, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And eventually some of those people, over time, come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because of the testimony of Standale and of these other Yali believers. So it's incredible what the gospel can do, but never without a cost. Now here's the challenge in all of this. What does God want you to do? What does God want me to do? Because he says, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And there's people all around us who are unsaved. And we're called to proclaim. We're called to tell this truth so that these people can come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. How can they call on him if not believed him? And how can they believe without hearing about him? They've got to hear with their own ears. They've got to understand the truth of this gospel message. And how can they hear without a preacher? There's got to be someone who's proclaiming this message, sharing this message, living this message, making this message known to them. And how can they preach unless they're sent? There's got to be a church behind them saying, we believe in this gospel. We believe in this message. And we're with you. We want you to take this message to the ends of this earth. As it is written, says Paul, 
How beautiful are the feet of those who bring this good news. Why don't we become those people who bring this good news? Why don't we join with these amazing workers over the decades, over the centuries, over the years, who have said, we believe this message so fervently that we're prepared to give up our very lives for it. Jesus Christ died so that we might be redeemed. Perhaps he's calling us to even give up these lives so that others may come to know him as Lord and Savior. Trust that the Lord will take this message, that the Lord will minister to you, will speak to you, will encourage you, will challenge you, will stimulate you, will motivate you to take his gospel to the ends of the earth, to minister to people all around you and beyond whatever that will look like, whatever it will cost, it doesn't matter, because this is about bringing glory to Jesus. This is about bringing honor to him. This is about magnifying him. This is about making much of him. So I want to encourage you, take these words of Paul, apply them to your life, and ask those questions. Lord, I want people to know about Jesus. I want people to understand this gospel, because Lord, you say, for everyone who calls in the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. I want people to call in that name, because that's the only way of salvation. We've got this incredible truth. We've got this authority in our hands. We've got this understanding in our minds, and we've got to proclaim and tell this message, just like C.T. Studd, like Hudson Taylor, like Amy Carmichael, like Mary Slesser, like David Brainerd, like Jim Elliott, like Stan Dale, and hosts of others who said, we believe in this so much that we're prepared to take this gospel to the ends of this earth. I trust you with challenge. I trust that God will be glorified. I trust that God might even minister to you and convict you and steer you and motivate you and direct you in the steps of taking this gospel to the ends of this earth, perhaps to your own community, beyond, who knows, wherever. But may you follow his direction and may he be glorified by your efforts in this life. Thanks for listening. Be encouraged. Be challenged. And let us know if you want to step out and take the gospel. We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you as you plan to do that. Thanks for listening.